This is Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. We are on a mission to center, promote, build, and support the experiences and needs of Black professionals, both inside and outside the workplace, through collaboration, conversations, and activism. Our voices matter. Our lives matter. Our experiences matter. I'm your host and founder of Blackness in the Workplace, Jessica, and let's get this show started. All right, so welcome to season two of Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. Very excited um, and very blessed to be able to have a season two. Season one was incredible. You know, when I started the podcast, I didn't even think I would get guests on the podcast. I didn't think anyone would be interested but I could not have been more wrong. Um, There was a lot of lessons learned with season one. We had amazing guests, really great content. And for season two, we stepping the game up. So I'm gonna talk more about what season two looks like with the podcast, what we have lined up, as well as some changes to blackness in the workplace. I'm gonna talk a little bit about 2020, but I definitely need to talk about what happened this week. I'm recording this episode technically the day after white terrorists stormed the Capitol. And the reason why I'm recording is because I actually did have another episode recorded. I pre-recorded my podcast episodes. And then all this crap started and I said, okay, I got to re-record and I got to recap what happened in Georgia this week. I got to recap what happened in Washington and give my thoughts. That's what you expect from me. And that's what I'm going to do. If you follow Blackness in the Workplace on Twitter, that's the best place to follow for live updates because we are tweeting out all the time. You know, the podcast episodes are recorded. They're pre-recorded. So it's not always, you know, up to date in terms of what's happening in the news media. But Twitter definitely is. But this was important. So I definitely had to re-record this episode. But first things first. Again, my name is Jessica. If you don't know my story, if you are new to this podcast, new to Blackness in the Workplace, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the very first episode in season one that gives a breakdown as to who I am, where I'm from, and why I established Blackness in the Workplace. Um, To make a long story short, I created Blackness in the Workplace so that there is a platform for black professionals to speak truth to power about their experiences in the workplace. And we have expanded on that since then um, with the services and the resources that we offer. But that definitely is the heart of blackness in the workplace. So anyway, um, recap in 2020. uh, Let me step back and let me just say this. From now on with each season, at the beginning of each season, the first episode and the last episode of each season, it's just going to be me on the mic. So there's no guests today. It's just me talking. Um, I think that's important to establish a relationship with my listeners. And it just brings consistency. I did that for season one, so why not do it for season two? But going back to 2020, 2020 was a very stressful year for me. 2020 was a very eye-opening year, but it was also a year where I've accomplished a lot of things. That was the year where Blackness in the Workplace came into being as a full-fledged platform It was also the year where the podcast started. So, I mean, it was a lot of accomplishments, but there was a lot of struggle. And (laughs) 
just companies and people really show their ass in 2020. You know, you had the Black Lives Matter movement taking place and you had companies left and right jumping on the bandwagon of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to talk more about that, especially given what happened this week. But you had companies jumping on the bandwagon and not even knowing what they stood for. Just saying Black Lives Matter and not really understanding what that means. Because it's not just about police brutality. We're talking about social and economic issues that put black people at a disadvantage. And you had companies doing this because they were just doing it for props. They were just doing it for the gram. Just doing it to show off. And I have said this. And other, other black people have said this too. You... Companies really should not be out here claiming Black Lives Matter when they still have issues internally with how they treat their black employees. You wouldn't believe how many people message me privately to talk about some of the things that they were going through. I am very active on Twitter, under Blackness in the Workplace, very active on LinkedIn, and you wouldn't, like, the people who follow me and comment on my posts, they talk about their work experiences all the time and the crazy things that go on. And then you have these same companies who will come and say, well, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and, you know, and Breonna Taylor, and, and, and not really even care. They're just doing it for the dollar. And, I, I, and I'm going to say this, and I really want people to listen. I want y'all all to watch out and see what companies keep the same energy in 2021. I will say this up front, too. A lot of companies have already started falling off. A lot of companies have already stopped with the whole Black Lives Matter movement. This week, more than anything, proves that. <laughs> you know, and I, and I said it earlier. I said it on the podcast. If you've been following us, I've said it several times. I said it on all the social media pages. We are going to see what companies keep the same energy when we talk about Black Lives Matter. When it's no longer fun, when you got to stay in it and do the hard work. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And companies who are very serious about the business of Black Lives Matter, you that means changing your toxic work environments. Getting rid of these racist-ass managers that you know are problematic. Giving black employees agency. Giving them a voice. Giving them power. That takes time, and you got to be willing to do the work. You got to be willing to be called out. You got to be willing to be held accountable. And you have companies that are already saying that this is too much for me. I can't do this, and they're falling off, and they're not doing it. They're not speaking up anymore, and they think we won't notice it, but we are noticing it. And I say that moving forward, on our platform at least, we are going to do our part in calling people out. And when I say people, more or less companies. Maybe not on every single episode of the podcast, because like I said, a lot of these episodes are pre-recorded. But if you're following our LinkedIn and our Twitter and our other social media pages, companies are going to start getting called out. And we're going to encourage our followers to start calling out these companies that are treating their black employees like shit. Because it's time now. Black people are tired. Black people are frustrated. But then again, what happened this week, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to get all into that. Black people aren't surprised. We've been told, y'all, how America is. And that same America is this in the workplace. 
exists in the workplace. So for 2021, we here at Blackness in the Workplace, we are going to be really, really, really holding people's feet to the fire when it comes to Black Lives Matter and making sure that they are very consistent in what they say. So I'm going to leave it at that. But let's talk about what happened this week. Let's talk about um, two things that happened. One, kudos to Georgia. You know, you got two um, um, senators, two Democrats, Warnock and Ossoff, I believe their names are. Amazing. I personally didn't think it would happen. I personally didn't think um, Georgia would give us two senators. I was like, okay, we got Biden, but we needed those senators. And because if, if... Biden did not have those two Democratic senators. There was really nothing that he would have been able to do. There would have been no laws, no initiatives that he would have been able to push. Because the Senate would have been controlled by Mitch McConnell. And he's not going to let nothing go through. He was very clear about that. I'm not going to let nothing go through. I'm not going to let nothing happen. And then, I mean, now that he's lost, those things have changed. So, kudos. And, I, you know, we got to give the props to black women like Stacey Abrams and hundreds of nameless black women who served as grassroots organizers. Black women very much are the ones that are doing a lot of the good work. And we are behind the scenes. We are the undercurrent. We are what, we are the change. We are what's making things happen. And I've I've always said that. I said black women are the ones that are speaking up. I mean, mean, even on our podcast, whenever I send out a call and say, hey, look, I'm doing a mini series. I want to talk to black professionals. I don't say women. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm developing a mini-series called Black Women at Work. But whenever I put the call out there on the other mini-series that I'm doing, whether it's Black in Tech or, you know, HR Behind the Scenes, and those are two series that are coming out in um, Season 2, by far the biggest contributors to the podcast and those who follow and engage in our content are Black women. Black women are the ones that are saving this country. We're putting on the cape. We are the mules. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because we are almost never given our props. No one listens to us, even in the workplace. No one listens to us until things go bad. And then all of a sudden, what are we going to do? What do we do? We need help. We need help. And, you know, black women do it not because we care about you, but because we care about our families and our communities. And we know that when America gets, the cold, we get the flu. So we have to do what we have to do to protect ourselves and our communities. So that's why black women fight. It has nothing to do with helping white folks and, 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 and helping other people. We know that our communities suffer even more when the wrong people are put in power, when the wrong things happen. So, I mean, with Georgia, that was amazing. Kudos. But all of that happened at the same time when you had this angry ass white mob descending upon the U.S. Capitol. There has been a lot of commentary on on this and there will continue to be more commentary on this. But me, with the platform that I have, I absolutely have to talk about it. Um, (laughs) If you wanted to know the definition of white privilege, that was the definition of white privilege. There is no way in hell would a group of black people been able to even put one foot on the grass, let alone get as far as they done and do all the crazy stuff that they did? I mean, when Black Lives Matters protests were happening, 
You had armed guards. You had the military. I mean, you had all kinds of militarized presence to make sure that we quote unquote didn't get out of line. Where were the cops? Where was the National Guard? When all these crazy ass white men primarily stormed the U.S. Capitol. That's insane. The pictures and the images are insane. They're breaking into offices. They laying in chairs and they on the speak, you know, on the um the speaker floor, acting a fool. All because of our president, soon to be ex-president, cannot admit the fact that he lost this election fair and square. What really bothers them the most is that black people was the one that did it. Not not taken away from other groups, not taken away from them at all. But by and large, the black community has been the backbone for what has been happening in this country. We are the backbone for Biden getting elected and for what happened in Georgia. And they know it, and that's what's making them upset. That is what makes them mad, is that they tried it and they failed. And then the same night that they tried that BS, they went ahead, Congress went ahead and still certified Joe Biden for the election. I mean, Trump, there's so much to be said about Trump. But all I know is this. Taking, moving away from the, the politics of everything that happened. Because there's other people who have given a much better commentary than I can about that. And I'm going to stay in my lane. But I, I posted this on LinkedIn. The scary part about all that is that a lot of those people who are rioting and who, 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 are, ter who are terrorists, white terrorists, are some of the same people who work at our organizations. These are the same people who work in human resources, who are your managers and your coworkers who are trying to undermine you. They're your neighbors. They, they teach your children. They're everywhere. And black people who work in these spaces, they know what I'm talking about. These are your coworkers who are out here. They may not have physically been at the Capitol rioting, but they voted for Trump and they believe in what Trump stands for. Or they're related to the people who went out on the Capitol. And that's scary. But we always knew that though. Nothing that happened this week caught black people by surprise. Nothing happened that caught us by surprise. Black people have been saying this forever. It's white people, especially white so-called liberals, who are the most confused by all of this. I'm, I'm listening to white people say, this is not America, this is not who we are, I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, this is a country that was founded on slavery and genocide. Of course this is who we are. This has always been who we are. We live in two different Americas. That didn't surprise me at all. What surprised me, or not even surprised me, what frustrated me was how people were just so surprised that this happened. <laughs> and it's like, I knew it was coming. This was a culmination of four years of this BS rhetoric by our, by our president who should never have been president. And this is what we get. But again, putting it back on our focus here is that these are the same people in the workplace who will put you on a pip because they, they want to get rid of you. These are the same people who don't pay you what you're worth, who, who try to threaten your livelihood. You know, when I worked at the company prior to um, starting Blackness in the Workplace, you, you know, Harley Davidson, that's where I worked at, to hell with it. When I worked there, my manager was watching me on social media. 
and was telling me, hey, you know, you can't be posting this on social media. I mean, these are the same people who are trying to undermine the black voice. And I have said, you know, we have to keep on being unapologetic about holding these types of people accountable. What I'm starting to see on social media, they're starting to identify a lot of those people who were at the Capitol. And you got people who are teachers, people who work in human resources, like I said, people who are, you know, working in the medical field. These people are everywhere. They are everywhere. And I and I and I feel as a as a black woman who works um, in these spaces, it's I don't want the word scary isn't really the word I want to use, but you know it, it can be very eye opening, especially if you never really thought about it or you're trying to disassociate yourself from it. But I tell black people and I tell people who listen to our podcast, we cannot disassociate from it. We have to talk about these things because these things are critical. These things are important. It matters. And the reason why all of this popped off is because their power is coming to an end. The demographics of this country are changing and it's moving away from white dominance. It's not going to go away no time soon. But it is changing. Ebony K. Williams, she has a podcast and she talks about the, the changing demographics and the devaluation of whiteness and what that means. And she, she articulates it much better than I do. So I highly recommend you listen to her podcast. But that is what's happening in this country. And that what happened at the Capitol and Donald Trump, the rise of Donald Trump is really just kind of like the one of the last hoo-ha-has of, of this white racist movement. That's happening. Um, the fallout for what happened this week is going to reverberate throughout this year. It's going to reverberate for a long time. Um, you got black people who are coming to work who are physically and mentally exhausted. Just tired of, of this shit. There's no other way to say it. We're just tired of dealing with this. And then what's frustrating is you go to work and then you work with these white coworkers who have the privilege of brushing it off, who have the privilege of not having to worry about it, who t who want to talk to you about the football game, who wants to talk to you about their child and, and their lives, and you sitting here and you're like, you, you're legitimately worried about your freedoms. You know, I go to work and I'm just tired. I remember when Trump got elected back in 2016, and I remember the very next day I had to go to work. And people, my white coworkers, it was as if nothing had happened. And I'm sitting here humming Negro spirituals because I'm scared out of my mind as to what does the election of Trump say about this country. What is this going to impact my How is this going to impact my community? That's a privilege that white people don't recognize. And it would be nice if these companies that are out here proclaiming Black Lives Matter and saying things like, well, we support black people, we, we support our black employees. It would be nice to have these companies, having seen what happened this week, speak up and speak out and condemn it and give space to their black employees so that they can detox and that they can relax. But, uh, you know, again, you have some companies that are trying to segregate the outside world from the work world. and You can't do that because there's no such thing. And you have companies who, you got some companies out there who are really doing the good work. I actually read a post on, on Instagram for, 
from Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream place, where they went out and just, just flat out condemned everything that happened to me. It follow Ben and Jerry's on Instagram. You'll see what I'm talking about. But where's all these other companies? So uh, I'm gonna wrap this wrap this portion up by saying again, here at Black News in the Workplace, we are going to be even more adamant about calling out companies and making sure that they are following the principles that they themselves have said they they follow. We want to make sure that we are elevating Black voices on our podcast and with our website and our platform. So what I want to talk about now is kind of moving away from the, the craziness of this week and just the exhaustion that black people feel and really just talk about some changes that are happening with black people in the workplace and some more positive stuff. So 2021, I still believe it's going to be a really good year. I mean, there's still a lot of residue right now from 2020, but don't let, let us not write off 2021 just yet. Um, I know for me personally, there's a lot of really good things that I'm working towards. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep that, keep those things close to the chest for right now. But I am very optimistic for this year. Trump is going to be leaving. There's there's change that's coming. And we, we, are, we have a long way to go. But again, I still think that we need to be optimistic about this year. So with Blackness in the Workplace... There are a couple of updates here and there. Um, we have opened our blog up for guest submissions. I'm really happy about that. That goes towards our mission um, this year to really do more to elevate black voices from all backgrounds. So go to our website and learn more about how to submit a guest article because um, we really want to hear from you. And then again with the podcast, we have really great content this season. We have our Black in Tech series that launches next week. Oh, wow. I mean, that's an incredible series, especially with the things that was happening with Google, with um, I think her name is Timit Guru, who was recently fired from Google. And then the fallout from that, where a lot of black people now are speaking about their experiences at Google and is not good. Facebook, a lot of those Silicon Valley companies are being called out left and right for their racist bullshit. So our black and tech series you know, we are interviewing black people from different walks of life and different fields as it relates to the STEM and technology and, you know, talking about their background and experiences and what got them there and, you know, what advice they will offer. So I'm really happy about that. And then we also have our HR behind the scenes series. I really developed that series to help job seekers as well as employees level up. You know, that's the, the one of the missions of blackness in the workplace. So that series will talk about how to interview, how to um, negotiate for salary, how to leverage LinkedIn. Um, if you are a person who's new to the workforce, how to build a relationship with your manager and how to have a successful first year. So a lot of really good content on that. <clears throat> and then we're also doing Black Women at Work. Black Women at Work will be an ongoing series where we're interviewing black women from all walks of life. And just talking about, you know, what they do and how they got there. Again, challenges and how they overcome it and what advice they can offer um, other black women. So I'm really excited. We got some really good guests. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really good guests for season two. I'm not going to name drop right now, but really good guests. Um, and, and including um, another guest from season one who will be back on. So watch out for that. But again, blackness in the workplace, we will continue to grow our mission. We will continue to move on. We will continue to center black professionals in the workplace. 
and that will never change. So thank you all for listening. I'm excited about season two and continue to rock with us. Thank you. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We sure did. New episodes every Sunday. So connect with us in the Tea Room, a members-only safe space on our website, blacknessintheworkplace.com, or follow us on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Our Twitter page is always on and popping. So until next time, peace and love. <laughs>